Welcome, friend. I'm Lynn Cassijin, and thank you for joining me on Being Awareness, where we explore mindfulness, meditation, and self-awareness. This podcast does not only serve as a practice in discovering my own path as a mindfulness meditation teacher, but its primary purpose is to offer people one of the many ways to discover and rediscover their own deep wisdom through the practice of mindfulness. So if you find value in these episodes, please feel free to share them with anyone you think might benefit from them. And I also love to hear your thoughts and experiences on these topics and practices. So please feel free to send me any feedback you may have. I'm always happy to learn from you. Whenever you're ready, let's get into today's exploration. Today's exploration is on the mindfulness of emotions. So why is emotions so important to bring mindfulness to? Just like thoughts, emotions themselves are neither good nor bad. They're simply signals. And these are signals informing us of what is going on in our system and its surroundings. Emotions are also powerful, able to create realities that may or may not be healthy for our lives. Either trying to hold onto or avoiding emotions can create suffering. And this suffering is something that often arises in us unconsciously. I found a very helpful way of looking at suffering, which is through a formula that goes like this. Suffering equals pain times resistance. Pain, whether it's physical or emotional, is quite an inevitable part of life. Pain comes and goes, while suffering is that tightening around the pain, worrying, or resisting circumstances that are usually outside of our control. And what makes matter even more challenging is that suffering could create a narrowing of our perspective, therefore amplify the feelings of suffering, and therefore perpetuating a negative cycle. In case the word suffering may sound too heavy or unrelatable, Perhaps the feeling of everyday dissatisfactions may be more easily accessible. Now, these dissatisfactions can be very mild in form, like how the barista didn't make my morning drink the way I requested, or the train doors closed just seconds before I ran up the stairs, or my performance review at work wasn't as glowing as I had hoped for, etc., etc. There's so many possible scenarios for dissatisfactions to crop up in our everyday lives. And oftentimes, how we react to these sufferings or dissatisfactions are unconscious reactions. They're the templated responses that we learned over the years to protect us from potential harm. And the practice of mindfulness can shine a light on the constricting patterns of suffering and can therefore help us see reality with increasing clarity. But what about the good emotions, like excitement and happiness? Just like pain, good emotions arise 
and pass. They're just equally as impermanent. Now, here's the story. About a year ago, I went home to attend my grandpa's funeral. As somber as the occasion could possibly be, it was also a very joyous one, because I got to spend some time with my young cousins whom I haven't seen in over 10 years. They were still small kids the last time I saw them, and now they were headed off to college. I had a lovely time with my family over those few days. We cried together and laughed together. We laughed so hard sometimes that I was even crying uncontrollably. And then, as quickly as it all started, it was time for them to leave. And a part of me wished that this moment wouldn't end, because I liked this rare opportunity of a familial reconnection. However, I soon found that, as the door closed behind my cousins as they headed for the airport, I was left in a quiet house alone with my mom. Now I remember when I was younger, how I used to dread those goodbyes. Wish that these good times would last forever. And when the goodbyes inevitably happened, I used to get these grumpy moods for days on end, feeling sad that the reason for my joy has now ended. This time, I found myself in the quietness of the house. Recognizing both the joy of having spent quality time with my family and that tinge of sadness around our separation. I felt and observed these feelings as they rose, peaked, and faded. Rose, peaked, and faded. Recognizing that yes, it was wonderful that we were together. And also yes, it was the case that now everyone has gone back to their respective lives. So we spoke of the painful emotions and the good ones. But what if it's super hard for me to feel anything at all? What if all I experience just a whole lot of nothing? Well, I recently came across a very profound way of looking at emotions, which is no matter where we find ourselves and what state of mind we might be in, we're always experiencing some type of emotion. It's just that, usually, they're not being noticed unless they're in some kind of extreme state. That feeling of nothingness could be something in itself. If we were just to allow it to be present, and dig just a bit under the surface of that nothingness, what might we actually notice there? I like to imagine it this way. So I'm imagining the intensity of emotions on a sliding scale. Let's say that minus five represents deep anguish and sadness, while plus five represents extreme excitement or happiness. Minus five and plus five are probably easy to recognize. However, there are nine more degrees of emotions in between that are probably harder to distinguish or even notice if we're not practiced in recognizing them. Let's stay with this ambiguous middle for a second. Oftentimes, 
If we were to just stay with the emotions that we notice, no matter how subtle, or allow ourselves just to be and observe, we might notice even subtler emotions arising. May it be a subtle tinge of dissatisfactions with life, or gentle contentment. And staying with these emotions and allowing them to take their natural course could give us profound insights into ourselves and minds. At the same time, allowing us to practice how to be with these emotions wisely, and therefore, act wisely too. When we put these concepts into practice in meditation, we may encounter five classical challenges called hindrances to the clarity of being. Now, let's go through these hindrances one by one. The first is grasping, which is wanting, clinging, greed, or wanting more or something different from what is present right now. Second is aversion, which is fear, anger, hate, any form of avoiding or pushing away. Third is restlessness, which is all about agitation and the energy of jumpiness. Fourth is sloth or torpor, which is sleepiness and a sinking state of mind and body. And lastly, is doubt, which is a mind state that says, this is useless, it will never work, I can't do this, I'll never be able to, or maybe there's an easier way. These are universal body-mind energies experienced by all humans. It's easy to get caught in them if our experience with them have been unconscious and unaware. In other words, it just means that they arise automatically within us, and we're nonetheless the wiser that they're present. And when we're caught in these hindrances, they might make it difficult for us to see with wisdom and clarity. With that being said, though, they themselves are not problems. These energies become hindrances when our conditioned habits is to be identified with them or ignore them, resist them, judge, or try to control them. When met with mindfulness, openness, and care, though, these same energies become profound gateways to learning, increased aliveness, and wisdom. And during your practice, if you encounter one of these challenging energies, it may be useful to silently name it to yourself, like, Anger, anger, agitation, agitation, sleepy, sleepy. If the emotions feel strong, rather than just pulling away from them, see if it's possible to intentionally bring your attention to whatever is arising. See if you can observe the emotion and as you feel what is happening, a sensations in your body, neither getting lost in the experience nor pushing it away, simply resting in natural presence. Here's another story. When I visited my parents last time, I couldn't help but to notice I was falling into some habitual reactive loops. One day, I was sitting at the dinner table with my parents, 
and as I listened to my dad's seemingly incessant talk about work, I felt some strong emotions arise within me. It took some time to recognize them. And instead of my regular furrowed brow and oppositional reactions, I tried to name what I was feeling silently to myself. Anger, anger. Then immediately there was annoyance, annoyance. Oh, and there was also sadness, sadness, and longing, longing. I did not know there was so much more buried underneath this habitual reaction I've developed over the years. Now, what was remarkable was that as I stayed with these emotions, they became porous, transparent, morphed into something else, and eventually dissipated. And instead of my reactive remarks, I found myself feeling much calmer and recognized that my usual reactivity was a manifestation of a deeply held desire to truly connect with my parents. Now, this is not to say that my relationship with my parents miraculously shifted over one moment of recognition. As with anything, change takes intention, time, and effort. And this moment of recognition was a great glimpse into a deeper level of reality and shining a light on what was previously obscured within my unconscious mind. In your practice, if the energy is feeling too strong and it feels not wise nor compassionate to try to stay present with it, it might be helpful to shift your attention to something that brings a sense of balance, safety, and or love. You might open your eyes, remind yourself of where you are, and ground into your presence. Listen to the sounds around you, and relax again through your body. You might also want to bring to mind someone who loves and understands you, and sense their care surrounding you. This could be any loved one, spiritual figure, pet, or even nature elements. Meditate on any expression of loving presence that helps you feel less separated or afraid. If you find any of these difficult emotions regularly overwhelm you, you might want to ask a teacher or therapist familiar with meditation to accompany you as you learn to navigate what feels most intense. If you'd like to join me, I'd like to invite you for a short meditation on the mindfulness of emotions. Finding a position where you can be both alert and at ease, whether seated or in any other positions that are available to you. Whichever way you choose to settle into, see if it allows you to keep your spine both straight while relaxed. Gently closing your eyes or keeping them softly downcast, whichever feels most comfortable right now. Taking a few deep and grounding breaths 
And whenever you're ready, allowing the breath to flow back to its natural rhythm. Bring your attention to the top of your head and notice what sensations are present. Slowly bring your attention downwards to the eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and jaw. Do you notice any obvious areas of tension? If so, feel free to gently release them. Slowly scanning downwards to your shoulders, arms, wrists, and hands, all the way down to the fingertips. Do you notice any obvious areas of tension here? If so, Please gently release them. Bring the attention to the chest and back, the stomach area and belly. Scanning the lower back, hips, the pelvic area. Do you notice any obvious tension here? If so, Feel free to gently release them. Now bring the attention to the thighs, knees, lower legs, feet, and the toes. Releasing any tension along the way, if they were to arise. Now, gently bring your attention back to your breath. Observe the sensations of the inhale and exhale. Notice the quality of your breath and where you feel it most in your body. Where is your attention now? Do you notice any emotions arising in your awareness? If so, feel free to gently recognize their presence. What do they feel like? What sensations might you be feeling in your body as these emotions are arising? You might find it helpful to gently name the emotions that are arising, like restless, restless, or agitated, agitated, or excited, excited. If no emotions are arising, or if he feels difficult to name anything, 
that's also perfectly well. Simply holding this recognition in loving awareness. In case you're feeling intense emotions or pain, notice if there are any attempts to push away any of these negative feelings. Notice any desires to pull away or to do something about them. And notice whether any sensations are arising in the body as these feelings are arising. If the unpleasantness feels tolerable, let your intention to remain present. Perhaps silently whisper to yourself, it's okay, you belong, or this too. Anything that is a message of allowing. Allowing the unpleasant sensations to be as they are, holding them with openness and gentleness. What do you notice now? Sense if there's a change to these feelings. Are there more intensity? Less intensity? Does something different arise? If appropriate, you might want to deepen your attention right now to the center of where you feel the most intensity. See if naming is helpful. Offering words that might describe what you're feeling, then feel deeply into it. Asking yourself, is that it? Continue to notice how the experience changes. If you find the feelings intolerable, feel free to gently ground yourself into the present in whichever way you find most helpful, such as opening the eyes to remind yourself where you are, reminding yourself that you're right here, right now, or bringing your attention back to your breath. Just breathe or bring to mind someone who brings you a sense of love and care. Do whatever you need to do to come back to your center. You might want to explore going back and forth into where it feels unpleasant, sensing if it's appropriate to gently ease a bit into the unpleasantness and then back again. 
Where is your tension now? And what are you noticing about the nature of these emotions? As you continue to observe them, how do they change with time? In this last minute or so, letting the body become like an open space with plenty of room for any sensations to rise and fade or intensify and then dissolve, to move and to change, dissolving tensions and dissolving desires of holding on to, simply letting be. Letting this space be infused with wakefulness and awareness, inhabiting a sea of awareness, while letting sensations, whether pleasant or unpleasant, to float, unfold, and move in an accepting openness. Feel free to gently flutter open your eyes and recognize the space immediately surrounding you. And whenever you're ready, feel free to open up your awareness and recognize the larger space. Bring your attention to your whole being. What do you notice after the meditation? Is there anything that may have shifted? What did you notice about emotions and how you relate to them? Was there anything that arose that felt surprising? Challenging? Interesting? Before going back to our everyday lives, I'd like to offer you an inquiry. How would you like to bring the mindfulness of emotions into your everyday activities? 
Thank you for practicing the mindfulness of emotions with me today. I look forward to practicing with you next time. Take care, and may you be well.